This is Anna from the Pop Prison Power Podcast, and this is the Geek World All-Stars Podcast Network. Broadcasting very fast and very dangerous from the planet Malastare, you are listening to So Wizards. You're thinking, you're people going to die? The only podcast to make the Kessel Run in under 12 parsecs. There'll be no one to stop us this time. What's going on, everybody? It is time for episode number 286 of the So Wizard podcast. I'm your host, Joey DiCarlo. My co-hosts are the queen of all nerds, Aubrey Litchfield. Look at that. The decade has gone. <laughs> and the expert, Mr. Marquis Markellis Reagans. What is going on, everybody? Good to be here. You are listening to So Wizard Podcast, where three friends discuss the world of nerd, podcasting weekly on the Geek World All-Stars Podcast Network. This week, we're going to be counting down our top five movies of the 2010s. But before we get into all that, how's everyone doing? Mark, what's going on? Oh, you know, same old, same old. Another week, another screening of uh, Star Wars Rise of Skywalker. (laughs) You're out of control. I am. I am. I think this one might be my last time. Maybe. I don't know. I do do have a few friends that still haven't seen it yet. So I'm like, all right, maybe I can use that as as an excuse to watch it again. But yeah, I keep waiting for, I keep waiting for that moment where... It's not fun, and I haven't gotten to that point yet. So, uh, yeah, I'm enjoying it. Awesome. How about you, Aubrey? What's going on? Nothing much. Um, just doing classes, and we opened up a new location at work, which was pretty cool. And uh, we got a cease and desist letter, which was <laughs> also pretty cool. Nice. Welcome For to what? the family. Um, so actually. Talk I'm, about Fantastic Four. <laughs> Josh Trank is opening a, a brewery like right across the street. <laughs> going to have chihuahua shit all over the walls. There was doo-doo feces thrown all over the walls, the floor, the ceiling, and it stunk so bad. So we have um, this thing. We're the first uh, craft brewery in Virginia to create a hard seltzer, right? It's like this big thing right now, a huge trend. Everybody's creating hard seltzers, but we're the first brewery in Virginia to do so. And so the name of our hard seltzer was Whitewater because obviously our uh, our brewery is adventure-themed. So I, I work at a brewery called Adventure Brewing. And everything is adventure themed. So our hard seltzer was called Whitewater. And this brewery in Colorado heard that we had this thing, waited for a little bit, and then they had had like a a different beer released years ago that they don't even make anymore, which they had called Whitewater. And so they heard that we had it, waited a little bit trademarked the name and then trademarked the whole name plus hard seltzer with the intent of releasing a hard seltzer called whitewater and then sent us a cease and desist letter and told us that we had to change our name after we've been producing it for about a year and a half or so had it labeled and everything um so they sent us a cease and desist letter so now we're actually running 
a contest to rename this mm-hmm. hard seltzer uh, because we don't want to we don't want to have to battle it. I mean, we would win because we own like the website and everything, and it's been in our possession for a longer time. So we would win if we went to court, but th- there's no real reason to do so when we can just put the money towards something else. So we're just going to rename it, and we're running a contest or something to to rename it. So nice. How about Blanca Agua? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that's been my uh, my life. Uh, past couple weeks is just uh, work, school, sleep, work, school, sleep. Um, so it's been uh, it's been fun. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. Joy, how have you been doing? Oh man, <laughs> um, I've been rough, man. I, I've been sick um, probably the last like five or six days, but it hit me real hard on Friday, and uh, I called out of work, and I don't like to call out of work. Period. But I certainly don't like to call out on a Friday. I, I couldn't even like move. There, it wasn't happening. I slept all night and I slept all day. I got up. I went to work on Saturday. I was still kind of a mess, but I didn't want to call out and screw them over. And I, uh, I left at lunchtime, which is 4.30 in the morning um, after we finished our work. We had already finished our work for the day because it was a smaller night. But um, And then I came home. at Sunday off. I slept all day. I got up. I went over to a friend's house to watch wrestling. Royal Rumble was that night. I figured I'd be okay. I wasn't feeling great, but I was just sitting on a couch. So I figured I could at least pull through. Um, and that was fine. I came home the next day. I felt a little better. I went to bed and I got up and I was a mess again. And I called out of work and I went back to bed. I got up. I called out of work. I went back to bed. I got up. And now I slept all day today and here I am. So <laughs> I've it, literally been laid up for like five or six days. So. It is unlike you to call out of work for one day, let alone multiple days. Yeah, no, I, I haven't been this sick in probably like five or six years. So um, whatever coronavirus or whatever <laughs> it got me. Um, you know, I, I, I was a little cautious when Jen cooked the bat soup. I wasn't going to eat it. And then, you know, here we are. But no, I, I, I feel better today. I can always tell when I'm getting like super sick because my eyes start to hurt. I can just feel it in my eyes. And I wear contacts, so that like makes it worse. And then, uh, then it just spirals from there. But I mostly have just been doing double shots of NyQuil and sleeping for six days. Yeah. Get up, slug two cups of NyQuil, go back to bed. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I should be fine. Coming out of it. I'll work tomorrow night and Friday night and Saturday night. And then I got Sunday off to rest and back at it again. So uh, no rest for the wicked. That's right. That's right. But enough about us. Mark Ellis, why don't you tell the listeners where they can find more So Wizard Podcast? All right. So everybody can go to SoWizardPodcast.com where you will find new episodes every week. Uh, movie reviews from yours truly. Uh, Netflix and Amazon and Hulu streaming picks from our buddy the awesome Adam Wallyhawk. Uh, you'll also find our merchandise there. So you can purchase some of our So Wizard t-shirts and sweatshirts and look good while you're representing the show. Uh, another great way to support our show is by doing your Amazon shopping through the link that we keep right on the website. Uh, you click on the Amazon logo, that big A. You do your shopping, you receive your products, and that way you'll be helping out our little show. Uh, you can also find our social media links there. We have Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts and give us a five-star review while you're there. You can also find us on the Stitcher Radio app for your tablet or smartphone, Podbean, Google Play Music, iHeartRadio, Pandora, uh, we have a Patreon page if you want to support our show monetarily. Uh, Patreon.com backslash so is your podcast. We also have a YouTube page with new videos up uh, being put up by Adam Mollyhawk, which are awesome. 
Shout out to everyone in the Geek World All-Stars Podcast and Network. Back to you, Joey. Boys! Mm. <laughs> How poignant. Um, so yeah, we're not going to do any news this week. We're just going to jump right into that main topic which is the top movies of the 2010s. Now, this is not a consensus list. This is going to be all our individual lists as we count down from five to one. Um, This also is not a scientific list. This isn't us sitting down and figuring out what are legitimately the best movies. Um, I always feel like we have to have that kind of asterisk. Like, this is what we liked the best. Right. So, you know what? There probably are better movies on (laughs) other people's lists but fuck those lists. I don't care about those lists. It's about my list. So, <laughs> so you know, everything with Brie Larson on it is on my list. <laughs> well, you, we can Especially only, the room. You, you have to, you know, explain the rules to this. Because the rules of making this list kind of messed me up a lot. Because okay, there's, so, there's only one really cool, there's only one really good answer for a, what's been good movies over the past 10 years. So, you can't franchise load your list it was basically what I, I wanted to make sure we had a breadth of different choices yep um so so if you're gonna pick a star wars movie or a marvel movie or a dc movie or, or a james bond movie whatever you can only pick one from each franchise you can't can't franchise load your list you can't go avengers one two three four five done because <laughs> my list would have been done really quickly I know. That's why I didn't want to do it. I wanted to get some deeper cuts from you guys. So we've been a podcast for five the last 10 years of this decade. So I figured we covered quite a bit, which would definitely help Aubrey out because probably for those first five years, she didn't watch shit. I <laughs> know, <laughs> exactly. I don't know if Legally Blonde 1, 2, 3, or 4 came out during the first half. <laughs> but uh, I guess we'll just jump into it with number five. All right, Aubrey, what is your number five movie of the year, of the, of the 2010s, the whole decade, not just a year? Um, I have down Jumanji. With Robin Williams? No. <laughs> no, no, the one with The Rock and Jack Black and Kevin Hart, Jumanji. It's my number five. Awesome. Why did you like this movie so much? I don't know. It was hysterical. It's <laughs> just... Kevin Hart and The Rock play really nicely with each other and their quips to each other. It's just like I saw Jumanji 2 when it was in theaters and I laughed so hard. It's just probably the only thing that the jabs at each other is the only humor that I really find in movies. Um, like if I go see a comedy, I'm, I don't really laugh as much. It's not my type of humor. So... I don't know. It was really funny. I liked it. I liked awesome. it as a reboot. It was a good reboot. All right. All right, Mark Ellis, what about you? Number five. All right. Since you handicapped my list for, uh, <laughs> for the best movies of the decade, I did have to dig a little deep. Uh, so uh, my number five is a movie I'm, I'm pretty sure neither one of you have seen. It's 2016's Sing Street. It takes place in the 80s. It's from one of my favorite directors, John Carney. And it's about a kid uh, who uh, gets put into, uh, he used to go to a private school in Ireland in the 80s. And uh, his parents uh, send him to uh, 
like a, just regular public school and he's not used to it. So in order to impress a girl, he tells her that he has a band and he's going to make a music video and she's going to star in it uh, if he gets it together. And then it turns out that he actually doesn't have a band. So the, the whole movie is him trying to wrangle uh, people to be in a band with him. And it, it turns out that he uh, it opens up his passion for songwriting. And it uh, is just a really good coming of age movie set in the 80s about kids in high school making a band. It's really, really good. Uh, John Carney makes these kind of songwriting movies all the time. And this is one of his best ones. I hear uh, Paul and Wayne on the countdown i was singing singing the praises of this movie but i've never seen it um i don't think this is my type of movie i know you're around in the 80s and in, in a way <laughs> i like of course i was i like the <laughs> 80s but i don't know it just seems like kind of kind of not my thing would it help if i said the girl from um bohemian rhapsody that freddie mercury marries i guess would it help if i said that she was the main girl in it she stars in it was she uh, was she attractive? I barely remember. Well, it was the eighties, so it's if you if you like you know the big hair and the uh, jean jacket. She looked so like yeah. Tawny Katane. Was she no. doing <laughs> cartwheels on on car hoods? No one looked like Tawny Katane. Come on, now. I'm not interested. <laughs> All right. Well, my number five is a movie I actually I did see in the movie theater. Shockingly enough, um, not when it was first released, but maybe a year or two later. I mean, I mean not a year or two, but it definitely uh, wasn't something that was released like a normal movie was released. I ended up seeing it in a art house theater, maybe a year after it came out. And that would be 2011's attack the block. Oh, damn it. How did I skip that? Yeah, exactly. Uh, it's a, uh, sci-fi alien invasion movie starring John Boyega. I think that was his first role. Maybe. Uh, yes. Yeah, um, the first thing that I've ever seen him in. And uh, it basically uh, aliens are invading Earth and it takes place just in one block area of I think it's like I don't know what's I don't know anything about England. So <laughs> it's London, it's a London neighborhood and they're defending their uh, apartment building from uh, aliens, this street gang. Um, it, it's freaking awesome. If you haven't seen it, it's great, especially for a low budget, low budget movie. The special effects and the aliens look phenomenal. And uh, it's just great. It's hilarious. It's just really well done. That's why I was so excited when he was announced for Star Wars, because I like really liked him in this movie. And I was like, all right, this is cool. This is good casting. So mm -hmm. you've seen it, Mark. Aubrey, you've never seen this, right? No. I don't know if it's on any streaming service, but it goes for you and anyone that hasn't seen it out there. I, obviously, it's on my top five of the decade. But good Lord, if you haven't seen this, you definitely need to. But we'll move on. To number four, Aubrey, what's number four on your list? So this was a really <laughs> hard list to make. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> and I got to go with Bohemian Rhapsody. Whoa. Oh, my God. Aubrey, you're picking all these movies that are like recent. I know. Somewhere, uh, somewhere <laughs> epic film guy Nick is crying. <laughs> <laughs> I loved this movie. I really did. It was so good. I have some older movies that are more like on my honorable mentions okay. and it's possibly because, you know, they're, they came out so early on in the 2010s that I'm not in as much love with them anymore as I am with more recent movies like Bohemian Rhapsody. Cause I loved that movie. That was so good. It's perfect. So it's my number four. I also loved that movie. Uh, warts and all. I know a lot of people like to make fun of it, but. 
you know what? I don't give a shit. I loved that movie. I've seen it once. I'm good. I mean, I'll watch it again. If, it, it. if it's on, I'll watch it, but I'm not in a big hurry to watch it again. I've seen it twice. Um, I want to watch it again soon, but uh, it's hard. I mean, that's part of being on this podcast. It's hard to find time to do anything that doesn't involve the podcast <laughs> or watching things for it. So um, doing things for fun is long gone. Um, but yeah, I'll watch it again. Uh, Jen and the kids have all watched it. Ginny saw it in the theater with me, but Colin and, and Jen watched it and they both loved it. So we're predetermined to like it because we all love Queen. So I don't know. I can't imagine if you don't like Queen a lot, maybe you won't like it as much. <laughs> that could be a thing. But I guess we'll move on to Mark's number four. All right. So uh, my number four movie is actually it is. It's a modern movie, too. It came out 2019. It's part three and I can only pick one of them. Oh, God. So I had to pick part three. It is John Wick three. Oh, um, out of all of the it, out of the three John Wick movies. It's the one that impressed me the most. I love the first one. I like the second one. I like a lot of the second one. But. As you know, if you watch movies, you know the third part of any trilogy is usually like the weakest one. It's very rare that part three would be as good as the first one or even better. And everything about John Wick 3 was, uh, except for a few story points, staggeringly amazing. Everything. Trying to say uh, Superman 3 is not up to par with the first two. (laughs) That's exactly what I'm saying. As much as I love Richard Pryor and the uh, kryptonite made out of a tar. (laughs) Blade, Blade Trinity? No. (laughs) <laughs> other than uh, Ryan Reynolds abs and uh, Jessica Biel's like arms nah that movie doesn't exist um, but yeah John Wick 3 is just it's you know I can only pick one John Wick movie that's the one I'm gonna go with if I, I'm stuck in a desert island with my DVD player that's the one I'm gonna pick cause uh, the dogs Halle Berry um, just the set piece the, the third act is just staggering so uh, yeah that's my number four so it was definitely the dogs that put it over the other two for you? <laughs> that whole dog sequence, yes. Because seriously, when was the last time you saw something like that in a modern movie? Never. And it's it's well shot and just brutal. I was I saw it in the theater with both kids. And uh, there were a lot of people in the theater with us. And the whole movie was just people quietly watching and then going, oh, <laughs> over and over again for the whole time. So um, it was very enjoyable. Awesome. Awesome pick, Mark Ellis. So I will jump in with my number four. We're going to take you all the way back to 2017. <laughs> Another recent movie. It is Baby Driver. Nice. What? You never saw this, Aubrey? I never saw it because it looks stupid. <laughs> He's a baby and he drives. Come on, Aubrey. <laughs> Maybe it's in the trash. Boss Baby Cinematic Universe. <laughs> trash. It's not, first of all, it's not trash. Um, I don't know. I understand after seeing the movie why it was named that, but man, that, that was a, that was a hard sell. I remember going to see it and I was like, this is going to be awesome. And I was like, Janine, come see this, this movie with me. And she's like, I'm not going to see that shit. I'm like, all right. So I went by myself and I came home like, you missed out. The movie was phenomenal. And finally, when it came out in Blu-ray, she watched it and she was, she's like, loves it. It's one of her favorite movies of all time now. And I was like, I told you, I told you. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, it's just great the way it's edited, the way it's shot. Things are all set to music throughout the whole movie. It's got a really cool story and some amazing car chases in it. Um, it's just a really fun, 
movie to watch. It, it alternates between being awesome and funny the whole time. I, I really, really enjoyed myself watching it. Um, it just sadly, not, not enough people gave it a chance because uh, of the title. Reminds me a lot of Jojo Rabbit when you're like, check out this movie. It's awesome. And people are like, I'm not watching that shit. Like, no. Man, <laughs> that's another one I have to add to my honorable mentions. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, 2017's Baby Driver was my number four. So let's jump to number three for Aubrey. Uh, I have down Rogue One. Wow. wow that seems low. Yeah. Yeah. It's because the other two are superb. But yeah, and Rogue One is is my number three. I loved it. It is my favorite movie that's come out in this uh, decade for Star Wars. I mean, I've I've said plenty of things about it in the past. That is a fantastic pick, and that's another movie I'm pissed I didn't think of. Damn it. Yeah. Wow. All right, then. Um, How about you, Mark Ellis? What is your number three? Well, you know, Joey, it's funny that your number five was produced by Edgar Wright and your number four was directed by Edgar Wright. Uh, my number three is also directed by Edgar Wright. Squeaking right in, coming in, year 2010, Scott Pilgrim versus the world. What? <laughs> what? Let's keep in mind that your four and five <laughs> were made by the same guy, more or less. So yeah. People can be wrong once in a while. <laughs> So, yeah, to make my list, I had to think of movies that were really, like, cinema-defining. You know what I mean? Movies that just kind of, like, made me fall in love with movies. And, you know, with all of the MCU being kind of off the table, you know, there really isn't a lot of movies that, like, kind of touch my film-loving soul. Scott Pilgrim vs. the World is one of those movies. Um, It was just on recently, and someone was quoting it, and I literally just spent, like, two hours just saying quotes for that movie it's the perfect example of a comic book movie with love for video games that's a hero's journey that's funny that has brie larson and captain america in it uh it's just a great movie i I love that movie and if you don't like the movie then there might be something wrong with you joey i guess there's something wrong with me i just i can't get over um my two problems with that movie is one i hate um what's his name Michael, uh, Michael Sarah. Sarah. Yeah. I just, I can't, I can't watch it. That's I can fair. barely watch anything with him in it. Uh, it's just, it's unwatchable. Fair. So like he steps on screen. I'm just like, I'm out. <laughs> and then, uh, I just don't like the storyline. Like wow. we're supposed to feel bad that he doesn't have a girlfriend, but he, he was dating this hot Asian chick in the first half of the movie. And then he just dumped her. So like, that's, it's not really anything to feel sad about. He's well, a- you just stick with that chick then. <sighs> Exactly. You, like, don't, you don't have an answer for that. It, you don't I, have no, an answer. No, I do have an answer for it, but I'm not. We don't have time. We don't have enough time on this podcast. <laughs> <I'm> angry. <now. laughs> oh, that's funny. Someday we'll have to do a Scott Pilgrim retrospective. I'll watch it for the first time in like ten years. There you go. There you go. The thing Maybe that cracks me up is that Patreon. you you love Attack the Block and Baby Driver. That's the part that baffles me. I like pretty much every movie he's done except <laughs> um, Scott Pilgrim. I don't like at all, and The World's End was just kind of blah. Okay, all right. Well, at least you watched but it. I so. feel I feel like The World's End I didn't like just because I don't really drink, and a lot of it was centered around drinking culture. Yeah. So maybe I just didn't. It just wasn't for me. You know, 
the whole movie is about them trying to drink at all these different bars, and I, I just don't give a shit about that. <laughs> all right, all right. One day we'll if have to do. It was a movie about like straight edge and like going to, like Earth Crisis shows, and everybody's wearing like camouflage <laughs> cargo shorts. I mean, I would have been all in, but um... <laughs> they call it Joey the movie. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> all right, my number three. All right, we'll go back a little farther than 2011. The best action movie of the entire decade. This is The Raid, colon, Redemption. Uh, I know Mark's seen this, Aubrey. I'm sure you've never seen this movie. Nope. I don't know if you would like it or not, but <laughs> I would highly, suggest, highly suggest it. Um, this is what bumped a John Wick movie out of my top five, because I knew I wanted to have an action movie in there. And it came down to this or John Wick. And I, I got to tell you, the raid is just a, a notch above. The action sequences are amazing. Uh, breathtaking fights. Um, this, these, the, the first one, the raid, Redemption, and the raid 2 are directly responsible for my son now um, watching movies with subtitles in them. So oh, nice. That's good, too. But yeah, I mean, even just watching the highlights on YouTube or something, the fight in the hallway. It's just so good. It's so good. That's why my go-to, uh, you know, dream crew for movies half the time is always going to be take everyone that made the raid and put them on this property. <laughs> it's, it's so good. Um, they just announced today that a lot of them are going to come back and do an action movie um, after delving off into horror and some other things. So uh, it's pretty exciting stuff. But yeah, I mean, if you haven't seen this, it is awesome. It's tight. It's well shot, and you will just be jumping out of your seat cheering during the action fights and the sequences um the sequel has some awesome fights as well but the storyline is borderline incomprehensible <laughs> so <Yep. laughs> it's not as good <laughs> but the, i actually think the fights may be better in the second one but the first movie is just a better movie altogether so um yeah that's my number three the raid redemption all right we're getting into the nitty-gritty guys top two movies of the 2010s aubrey number two I'm really like psyched to hear what you're gonna say because I I thought Rogue One was gonna be your number one. So <laughs> it's not. It's not. Uh, number two is Logan. Hmm. <laughs> sure. No. 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 Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's fine. Judges. Judges. Yeah. Judges say yes. That's okay. A lot of. I mean, it did come out in the 2010s. That's the best I can say. <laughs> <laughs> Defend yourself. Why is this your number two movie? <laughs> it was really well done. And, you know, I think it was sad. It had really good action pieces to it. It it was really well put together. And I think it was different from what everybody thought it was going to be. You're right, Arby. This movie is, it's kind of developed itself into a, a, almost a classic. Like a modern day comic book movie classic. Uh, up there mm -hmm. with like The Dark Knight. Yeah, that's a. Yeah, that's a, I, feel, I feel like it's more gritty than people expected it to be, yeah. and it's more. I I appreciate it for what it is, mm -hmm. and that is a gritty superhero movie that has a sad ending. <laughs> yep, and as far as we know, or as far as we're we're gonna allow, that's the last movie of the X Men franchise ever. <laughs> nothing yeah, else came out right there. Yeah, nothing else came out after that at all. <laughs> You almost wish nothing else came out before that, too. But. Nah. All right. I guess we'll allow it. It did come out in the 2010s. So, uh, <laughs> Mark Ellis, what's your number two? All right. So, uh, my number two, uh, just to spice things up, I had to throw a little animation in there. 
it is 2018 Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Uh, again, it's another movie that I saw on a big screen and it made me fall in love with movies. It reminded me why I love movies so much. Uh, it's a Spider-Man story told with a very unique animated style. Uh, it's a story of Miles Morales and his journey to become one of the many Spider-Mans throughout the universe. It's, it's beautiful to look at. It's really funny. It has a lot of heart. Uh, it's very emotional. And there's a Biggie Small song that plays in the first like 10 minutes of the movie. So, <laughs> so right there, it's like one of the it best. It ticks movies. all the boxes for you. <laughs> exactly. It's like if, if, if a Biggie song shows up, it's a party. So uh, yeah, I love that movie. I think it's it's absolutely amazing. And uh, I'm, I'm very worried about the second one. But the first one, I think, is a comic book movie classic. What about if it's P. Diddy and the Family featuring Led Zeppelin? Uh, no. <laughs> that, <laughs> okay, that doesn't make the movie good. That does not make it good. It makes it barely tolerable. Sorry. As much as I love Led Zeppelin and Diddy, but come on. That was awful. <laughs> yes, it was. If you don't know what we're talking about, Google is your friend. <laughs> All right, my number two movie is uh, one of the biggest movies of the entire decade. The number one movie of all time at the domestic box office. It was more of a cultural event than it was just going to the movies. People were crying to commercials on YouTube for months over this. Star Wars, colon, The Force Awakens. I'm waiting for your groans. <laughs> no, no, no. Out of the movies that came out this year, you have to put a Star Wars movie on there. And that would be one of the best ones. Rogue One would be the other one. So, yeah, it makes perfect sense. Perfect sense. Yeah. I mean, we've gone over this ad nauseum at this point on the show. Um, but, you know, I loved it. I loved the mysteries and uh, pathways it set up for the characters. I loved uh, soundtrack, uh, everything. Daisy Ridley's hot. Um, yeah. <laughs> It was just, it was great. You know, first Star Wars movie I saw in the theater with both my kids. Uh, just, and as a huge, huge, huge Star Wars fan, it was just a uh, like a religious experience almost. So uh, for me, it's not just the movie. It's everything surrounding it. Like I said, the hype and everything. And it just landed perfectly. So that was my number two. But now it's time. Drum roll <laughs> number one. Aubrey, your favorite movie of the 2010s. Avengers. Whoa. The first one? Yep. Wow. All right, why? Why not? <laughs> <laughs> it it was it was so good. It it set the tone for what you wanted in superhero movies. It was it was phenomenal. When it first came out, it was hilarious. It was it was action packed. It was probably my favorite out of the superhero movies that had come out at that time. Um, ahead of Iron Man, ahead of Captain America, ahead of everything, it really set the bar for what those movies in the future had to live up to and become. I think that they really didn't have an idea on what they were going for when they first came out with everything. And then once Avengers came out, they really knew what they wanted to do. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a good pick. It's a good pick. All right. Mark Ellis, how about you? The number one movie of the 2010s, according to you. According to me, um, actually, and according to Aubrey, it's Avengers uh, 2012. I know. Wow. I, I, 
Yes. There was a because I, I could only pick one. I could only pick one MCU movie. So of course, if I had my uh, if I had my way, it would be like Endgame, Black Panther, like all of those would be in here. But I only have to pick. I can only pick one movie out of the MCU. It has to be 2012 Avengers. Uh, it is one of the crowning achievements in cinema history. Uh, the fact that that Joss Whedon was able to figure out a way to bridge those movies together and put it in a new package and make it a good movie, make it a solid movie. I mean, there's you know, sure there's a few like plot things that kind of are like eh, like the the Chitari like suddenly being you know being uh, defeated by the the master ship. That's fine, whatever. It's small technicality. It's a comic book movie, uh, but everything else about that movie is absolutely spot on. And it's only Joss Whedon's second movie. Uh, and the first one didn't do well. So it's I think it's stunning what he was able to do. I think it was fantastic that he was able to set that roadmap for what would eventually lend to or lead to Endgame. And it's it's just a, it's a masterpiece. Something, And it came out within these past 10 years. So, uh, yeah, I agree with Aubrey. Avengers. Wow. All right, well. I'm going to kind of complete the trifecta here, but I'm not <laughs> going to. So there's no way in hell an MCU movie was not going to be number one on the list. Let's be real. As much as I love Star Wars, the MCU is the, as every every generation gets their own thing, is the Star Wars of, of this generation. Yep. It's what kids are out of their minds for. I know my kids like Star Wars, but they love Marvel movies. Um and yeah, it, it's going to be 2014's Captain America, The Winter Soldier. Wow. I had a feeling that would be your choice. <laughs> it is the best MCU movie with the uh, best fights, the best uh, in media res feeling of uh, like picking up. It felt like picking up a comic book off the shelf uh, as a young kid. When I was a kid, you didn't have the Internet. And you didn't have any of this stuff. So when you started reading comics, which you could buy at the local uh, convenience store on a rack, we didn't have to go to special stores out in the middle of nowhere and, and pay $5 a copy. They were like 65 cents. Um, it, there wasn't any help. You just picked one that looked cool and you went from there. And that's how a lot of kids uh, went DC or Marvel. Like, was what would you buy first? So for me, it was always it was Spider-Man. It was Avengers. It was Captain America. Um and it just felt like that. You, you, the movie starts, you know, Cap's on a mission, and then it just goes from there. Um, the fighting, the fights are amazing. Uh, probably the best hand-to-hand combat sequences. Well, there's actually some really good ones in Civil War too, but um, you know, some of the best hand-to-hand combat in the whole uh, Infinity Saga. You have uh, just a whole sequence on the highway with uh, Winter Soldier is top-tier action movie making. It's it's just great. Plus, you have uh, Scarlett Johansson, Woman Crush Hall of Famer, looking <laughs> the hottest that she has in 10 years of uh, Marvel movies. So uh, to me, that is the best movie in the MCU. It was tough because like Avengers or Infinity War or Endgame or even Black Panther could have been up there. But that's my favorite MCU movie. So that is my number one. That's fair. That's fair. I'll definitely allow that one. All right. As long as you guys will allow it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't have Adam here to pick some random movie that no one else had. So, um, let's get some honorable mentions from you guys. Honorable mentions, Aubrey, because it didn't make your list. Uh, I had a, quite a few. So I had Warrior with my man. Uh, oh, that's a good movie. 
It, it is such a good movie, and he is smoking in that movie. <laughs> I also had uh, Bridesmaids, because okay. when I saw that movie, I laughed hysterically, and I watched it on repeat when it first came out. The movie was so funny. Uh, Thor Ragnarok, mm-hmm. Easy A, Where the Millers, A Star is Born, and Judge a Rabbit. Wow, Weird and Miller's. I'm kind of surprised at that one. I actually really like that one too. It was really funny. Is. It it has. Um, it's I can see his face. Jason Jason Sudeikis. Yes. And uh, Jennifer Aniston. Mm-hmm. Sounds right up my alley. <laughs> You'd like it because Jennifer Aniston plays a stripper. I don't like Jennifer Aniston. Oh well, she plays a stripper and at one point does a dance. I correlate her with being forced to watch Friends when Jen and I were first dating. So, <laughs> Well, maybe not first dating, but <laughs> we were dating long enough where I wasn't allowed to say I don't want to watch it. So, <laughs> Nice. <laughs> Mark Ellis, how about you? Some honorable mentions. Uh, yeah, so I only have two. Uh, number one is Mission Impossible Fallout. Again, a, shut up. A, a sequel that is surprisingly <laughs> better than some of the other movies in the franchise. And again, a movie that I saw on a big screen made me fall in love with uh, movies. I just think that movie is, as far as Mission Impossible movies go, that's one of the best ones. It's amazingly good. Uh, my second one is because the Spice Things Up uh, is an anime. A what? Why don't you understand that anime belongs in the trash? It's uh, Your Name, uh, anime that came out a couple of years ago, uh, that is actually currently going to be remade into a big American romance in a, in a year or so. Uh, but it's basically about a kid in high school. He lives in a big city in Tokyo, a girl who lives in a small town outside of Tokyo, and they wake up in each other's bodies. It's like a body-switching movie. Uh, but it has a lot more themes than that, and uh, it's... Uh, the animation is absolutely stunning. Uh, I'm not going to give away what the story is because, like I said, the remake is coming soon. But it is uh, one of the best animes I've ever seen. And uh, I was really psyched to see it on a big screen. It's, it's Again, it's a movie that I saw and I'm like, holy shit, this is what storytelling is all about. So I absolutely love it. Uh, so those are my two honorable mentions. All right. Well, I actually had a few honorable mentions. Um, let's see now for my John Wick movie, I picked John Wick two. What you, uh, wait, you picked John Wick two over one and three. Yes. Wow. Who are you? Ah, I like that one a lot. Um, I picked no John Wick <sighs> because the dog dies <laughs> in the first movie. I'll never forgive. <laughs> That's fair. Aubrey doesn't forgive and she doesn't forget. I do not. Just like but, John uh, Wick. <laughs> yeah, uh, John Wick 2, I loved. I, honestly, I kept thinking about which ones I liked the best, and I love all three of them, but I couldn't pick all three of them. So You picked um, the worst do, one. <laughs> well, I love the sequence where him and Common are like shooting each other in the subway. Yeah. <laughs> so, and we do get to see him actually kill someone with a pencil in this one. So, yep. so John Wick 2 uh, had Pacific Rim. Oh, um, God. What? Movie rules. Uh, Into the Spider Verse, uh, Jojo Rabbit, Ready or Not. Oh yeah, it's another. That's another really good one. And my pick for the best kids movie of the last decade was Paranorman. Nope, never saw it. You never saw that? No. Uh, did you ever see Coraline? Yeah, I did see that one. I liked that one a lot. 
right on the same level. Paranorman, Coraline, and uh, Kubo and the Two Strings. Like, just three knock-it-out-of-the-park movies from the same studio. And as awful as Box Trolls was, (laughs) I will forgive them forever for those three movies. Especially as a parent, when you have to watch terrible movies all the time to actually get some that are good. But yeah, Paranorman is amazing. So that... That's it. That's that's our picks for best. Now, we can't talk about the best without talking about the worst. So I asked you guys to pick at least one movie that was the worst movie of the last 10 years. Mark Ellis. Oh, this one was so easy for me. <laughs> There's one movie that even though it's it came out in 2010, and even though it's 10 years later, I still <laughs> fucking hate it. And if I ever see it a director, deep. I do, I, I'm like, yeah. Exactly. Uh, it is M. Night Shyamalan's The Last Airbender. <laughs> Holy shit. What a way to piss on a, a perfectly established franchise. It is one of the worst adaptations I've ever seen of anything. And the, the original show is so good. And if there's a way to screw it up royally with a, with a huge budget, he found a way to do it. It's staggering how awful it is. So, uh, yeah, that's the worst movie of the decade, hands down. That's probably why we didn't get into that press room at New York Comic Con for uh, his <laughs> show Apple. on Apple Plus or whatever the hell it is. Because they, they heard this podcast, thought <laughs> you're going to attack him. You're going to go in dressed like Avatar. Seriously. Like Navi is going to jump out and attack him. <laughs> yep, they know, they know. They know what's up. <laughs> All right, Aubrey, what is the worst movie of the last 10 years, according to you? This one, uh, so I had three, and it's really tough to choose. No, get, list them all, all three. three to one. I have. Um, that's my boy. Oh, that <laughs> came out. <laughs> Didn't you make us watch that? <laughs> I did. I did. Shows how much she cares. Yeah. <laughs> it's horrible. I also had Fantastic Four, and it follows. Oh, oh wow. nice. So we still have not watched It Follows, but I, I've seen a lot of people pick that as one of the best horror movies of the last decade. Oh, yeah. So. You, you, you'll love it, dude. Go ahead and watch it. Go right ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I think me and Mark both agreed that that movie was awful. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> All right. Well, you know, we've seen a lot of bad movies over the last 10 years. Um, you know, Independence Day Returned Gents was a, was a really bad one. Um just in the last year, Gull Ass was really bad. Um, there's only one movie which got the lowest score from me in the history of this podcast. Wow. Movie that we've been talking about for it feels like forever. And we'll always talk about it. And that is Batman versus Superman, Dawn of Just Ass. <laughs> there is no way that's the worst movie of the decade. Um, that's... Pro- if you use the formula that I use for a bad movie, like like obviously Cats is a worse movie than yeah. Batman versus Superman. But when you're sitting there watching Cats, like you had no expectation walking into Cats. Like you saw the previews for Cats, and you were like, "This is gonna be shit." <laughs> <laughs> this isn't anything you know, like you, they promised me, <laughs> right? You know, you saw the, pre- the you heard the scuttlebutt in the trailers uh, for Hellboy. You knew it was gonna probably be pretty bad. Um, Stuff like that. You know, walking into Batman v Superman, this was supposed to be like Warner Brothers slash DC's counterpunch to Avengers. This was this was their big shot yep. to establish themselves as a cinematic universe. Um, obviously, the, the fan base was there at start because if you look at the numbers for the box office, um, it had one of the biggest uh, opening Thursday nights in history. And by Sunday, it had completely cratered. <laughs> 
because um, the movie is an ab- abhorrent piece of shit. It's borderline unwatchable. And we've talked about this a million times on the podcast, but before anybody you know, tweets or emails about the quote unquote ultimate edition where for some reason you, you're like, you know what? This movie sucks ass. Let me add another hour to the <laughs> runtime. <laughs> uh, I'll just go back to my original quote when we watch the ultimate edition. Uh, you know, the original cut of Batman v Superman is like waking up and having found that someone shit in your bed. The ultimate edition is waking up, seeing the shit in your bed and understanding why it's there. But guess what? There's still shit in your bed. (laughs) (laughs) What a piece of trash that practically derailed the DC (laughs) Comics cinematic universe. How do you fuck up? Think about this. Just think about this. How do you fuck up Batman and Superman together on the screen for the first time ever? The first cinematic appearance of Wonder Woman. How do you fuck that up? They found a way. They did. (laughs) And they continue to do so. Right, right. Just think about that. Like, the only thing- Marvel is putting out billion dollar movies with fucking Captain Marvel and, you know, eight, nine hundred million dollar movies with Groot and Rocket Raccoon, and you can't get <laughs> Batman and Superman together right? <sighs> Bro, what a colossal disaster, and no doubt the worst movie of the 2010s. See, the only thing that would make that worse i think is if there was an animated show called batman v superman that lasted for three seasons on nickelodeon and it showed you like the pattern of how the story should go and you still made a hundred million dollar piece of shit (laughs) that's right that's right oh god oh god well that is it that is our coverage of the best and a little bit of the worst movies of the 2010s so we're gonna wrap it up Finish up for this week. Let's get some recommendations from you guys. Aubrey, what do you got? Um, I recommend everybody go follow my work and let me know what we should rename our hard seltzer. Also, Sabrina season three is on Netflix. So, <laughs> oh, it sure is. <laughs> awesome. What about you, Marcellus? Uh, yeah, I had a, a real quick rec- recommendation. Uh, this has been a. Um, uh, a tough week in the uh, athletic world. We lost a, a huge uh, icon in the world of basketball with uh, Kobe Bryant uh, passing away, dying in a uh, helicopter crash, along with his daughter and uh, a bunch of other people that he knew that uh, was traveling with him. Uh, he did a short movie a few years ago called Dear Basketball. Uh, he wrote a story about his retirement to basketball and just him being him just had this great idea of, you know, what if, what if I made this like an animated movie? And uh, he wound up going to one of the best Disney animators, uh, Glenn Keane, who did worked on like uh, Little Mermaid and Beauty and the Beast and Aladdin. Uh, Tangled uh, was his jump into like the the 3D world. Uh, but yeah, he got Glenn Keane to animate it and he got John Williams to write the score for him. And he won an Academy Award and went to went to go get the award and was presented the award by uh, this is right when Last Jedi came out. So. Luke Skywalker gave him the Academy Award, which is just amazing. Uh, but yeah, his movie called Dear Basketball, it was online for a little while. They pulled it because I think they're going to be uh, doing an official release for it. But you can catch it on YouTube. It's about five minutes. Uh, it's a beautiful animation. And it's a really good story of uh, finding your passion and going after it, uh, like Kobe did for basketball and for movies. Um, so yeah, Dear Basketball. Awesome. Well... I will suggest that everyone goes to sowizardpodcast.com where they can find the podcast every week. 
links to all our social media accounts on the right-hand side of the page, movie reviews, streaming picks, so much more, sowizardpodcast.com. Don't forget to subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Pandora, just about anywhere under the sun you find podcasts. We will be there. Check out our YouTube channel. Go to YouTube, search So Wizard Podcast. You'll find us there with free weekly exclusive content. Um, Adam's been posting nonstop almost, it feels like, about um, he's got a lot of Star Wars videos coming up. He just put up the second uh, chapter of his playthrough of Vader Immortal VR. Lots of cool stuff going up on our YouTube channel. Check out our Patreon. Um, just today, as we record this, I reset the tiers on our Patreon. So uh, starting in February, even our $1 pledges on Patreon will get exclusive podcast episodes. So uh, just to kind of explain that all to you, you pledge money to us on Patreon at patreon.com backslash podcast, monetarily supporting the show, and you can get exclusive episodes of the podcast. Uh, the two tiers we have are $1 and $3. $1 gets you... Uh, some mini-sodes that I'll be putting out each month. It's going to be just me reviewing different movies, TV shows, and nerd things that we don't really talk about on the show, main show. Um, if you pledge at the $3 level, you get those and an exclusive episode of the podcast where we review another movie or uh, I Hate You Now Watch or things like that. We just did Cats last month, and that was fun. So uh, this month we'll be doing 1917. Uh, we're going to try to do that all in one take, just like the movie. So <laughs> No editing. We're just going to keep uh, going until we screw up, and then I guess we'll have to start over again. No, we're, we're going to get it right. The whole review, beginning to end, nonstop. One take. Could be a uh, seven-hour episode, so <laughs> <laughs> we'll see what we could do. But yeah, so if you were thinking about jumping on a Patreon, even at the $1 tier now, you can get extra exclusive content. So check it out. Uh, let's see here. I will suggest that you check out the show outsider on HBO. I believe this was an Adam streaming pick a week or so ago. Uh, I just started watching it. It is a limited series based on a Stephen King novel with Jason Bateman, uh, uh, director Krennic from Rogue One and a couple other people. It's a murder mystery that starts to slowly have creepy supernatural elements seep in as it goes along. It's a little bit of a slow burn, but if you are into that creepy kind of Lovecraftian feel to things, uh, you'll really enjoy it because uh, I have. So <laughs> it's only four episodes as of right now. I think it's a total of 10. So not much to watch, but yeah, it's it's I like it so far. So we'll see if it can stick the landing. But that is going to do it for episode number 286. Is that where we're at at this point? Uh, yeah, that sounds about right. Wow. In a row of the So Wizard podcast. Uh, I've been your host, Joey DiCarlo. My co-host has been the queen of all nerds, Aubrey Litchfield. So long, and thanks for all the fish. And the expert, Mr. Marquis Markellis Reagans. Uh, kiss my ass, M. Night Shyamalan, uh, R.I.P. Kobe, <laughs> Wakanda Forever. There goes that press room this year, too. Um, <laughs> we'll see you guys next week. We're going to talk all about the Super Bowl trailers for all the movies that will be dropping this weekend at the big game. Uh, who cares about the game? Because the Patriots aren't playing. So <laughs> got to go for the commercials. We'll see you next week. Good journey. <laughs>